Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. Hey, before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you about a couple of our partners. These are some of the folks that help us keep the podcast going, and they've been nice enough to offer some exclusive discounts for our listeners. Now, if you've watched us on YouTube, you all know how we love to display our kicks when we're not rocking them. Sneaker Throne makes sneaker display cases featuring customizable LED lights, drop side cases to showcase your entire shoe, not just the heel, not just the toe, shoe trees, a number of other sneaker-related accessories. You can save 10% on your Sneaker Throne order by using the code HISTORY. You can find a link to Sneaker Throne in the description, or you can just head to sneakerhistory.com slash sneakerthrone, and it will send you directly to their site. Again, that's 10% off with the code HISTORY. Our friends at Prospect are the premier streetwear brand and sneaker boutique based in sunny San Diego, California. One of my favorite places. Prospect is not your typical hypebeast haven, though. They carry classic footwear from brands like Asics, New Balance, Puma, Saucony, as well as local and globally known streetwear brands like Belief, Illust, Rottweiler, Stussy, and many others. Not to mention their own Prospect label and the iconic Just a Kid from Dago collection. If you're a listener of the podcast, you can save 10% on all of your orders from Prospect through their website with the code HISTORY10. That's promo code HISTORY10 at prspctsd.com. Now, if you're a Patreon supporter or a member of our Discord community, you already know about Kicks with V Hot Sauce and his small batch locally sourced hot sauce. V has been one of the biggest supporters of sneaker history and the podcast since the early days. And his hot sauce has been a huge hit with the community. To celebrate the launch of his new coffee habanero flavor hot sauce and his new habanero honey, my personal favorite, he's given an exclusive discount to our podcast listeners. The first 50 people to use the code SneakerHistory10 will save 10% on their order from KicksWithVHots.com. That's SneakerHistory10 at KicksWithVHots.com. If you or someone you know is interested in sponsoring the podcast or becoming a partner with our community, get in touch with us. You can reach us by email at podcast at SneakerHistory.com. And we'll get back to you with information about how we can partner. And now for today's episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! LeBron James with no regard for human life. Seconds. Bryant for the win. Iverson against Gill. The crowd on its feet. What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall with my guys Mike and Rowett to talk some kicks. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of a less than positive episode because there's just a lot of terrible Nonsense. things going on in the world. No, I was gonna say cue the Jada Kiss Y song since Jada Kiss is everybody's favorite MC again, which I'm happy yep. for Jada, but God, that is that's a song. Let's just leave it at that. But yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. But yeah. How you guys doing? I feel like I haven't I'm been good. on for a while. 
Yeah, man. Been a hey. week, but no, I was going like to serenade you with the guess who's back <laughs> again. Nick is back. <laughs> yeah, hello, friend. I'm good. Uh, I think we're just tr- trying to survive heat wave number two in the Pacific Northwest. So when I say it's a sunny day, it's truly a sunny day. How about you, Mike? Uh, we just get everything going on. It's, you know, a blistering like 100 degrees outside. But then randomly we had a monsoon this afternoon, which knocked the power out for like 15 minutes. Um, but then it's hot and humid again. We can't make our minds up. So we're good. <laughs> and crazy times. It was it was uh, like 101, 102 today. It's been basically that in Sacramento for the last four or five days. And like we we're, we got all the smoke from the like fires up north that are just kind of oh, just dang, like coming. Fires? Yeah, I mean, they're all over. Like, there's, I mean, half of Canada is on fire right now. So it's like uh, all that smoke. Like for us, it's it's like the Dixie Fire, which is Northern California, second mm-hmm. biggest in the state's history. But it just kind of floats down into the valley. So yeah. that's roughly three hours from me. But as it grows, that smoke just continues Keep to pushing. push. So like, you know, it's it's it was in the Bay Area, you know, the last couple of days, and then. You know, it's kind of been sitting here in Sacramento for a good solid four or five days, but it's scary stuff, scary stuff. I mean, it's crazy. just, just like hearing, hearing you guys deal with heat up there in Portland is like, I can't, I still can't comprehend it. Like what? Now I keep telling people this, uh, I am a different type of Indian, but the minute there's rain, believe me, there will be an Indian rain dance to celebrate the bountiful water hopefully solving all of our region's problems because yeah, nobody's got time to be hot. <laughs> hey, yep. don't move down yeah, here. Man. Then, Cause all we are is we just, we just oh, yeah. listen as, as a proud husband of a Florida alum. Yeah. I know I can't last. Oh, any she, knows. Bit. She, she knows. And I think that's why she moved up here. And now <laughs> the joke is on all of us. It's been a minute. What do you, what do you guys been rocking and copping lately? I haven't really rocked anything because I've stayed mostly indoors. But from a copping perspective, we got our first pair of Air Force Ones for the baby. Shout out to Uncle Steven and Aunt Amy for blessing us because this kid is already far more stylish than I'll ever hope to be. So there we go. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Dude, I should have brought the other shoes in here because I haven't haven't copped anything as of yet. uh, But I did buy my son his school shoes. So the – for kids, it doesn't make a difference. Jordan one high, Jordan one mid. It's all the same thing when it's a kid. So uh-huh. I got on the uh, the mid with the color changing iridescent like back panels. Pretty nice. sick, dude. Yeah, there's like the it's like yeah. the traditional black and white Jordan up front when it has like the color changing on the back. I was like, these are pretty freaking sick. I would probably wear those. Um, when I'm rocking, is very underrated, underappreciated shoe. It was the uh, Fear of God moccasin. My brother, dude, actually my brother's he didn't like it. i guess they were a bit too small for him because uh they really don't stretch that little nylon uh, whatever that parachute material is up top so he just let me have them and uh i've been wearing them pretty much ever since i mean they're super super nice i mean wearing with pants as opposed to shorts you can't see this weird top and i think they, they go pretty well but yeah man that's pretty much what i'm doing i'm in my own dilemma still we've been talking about it for the last few episodes about what to cop uh with some of the my collection that i sold that i wasn't wearing and I was telling guys earlier, I, I can't justify a huge purchase because it makes no sense to me. It's just a shoe, and especially a shoe that everyone has. So I'm leaning towards something else, uh, something that actually means more to me because it's one of my favorite artists, one of my favorite albums. And it is the uh, Adidas NMD, uh, what, Human Race, the In Search of 20th Anniversary. So if the price stays right on those, I think I might be copping those soon. 
Nice, nice. Spoken like a true rock star. Yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> are we uh are we gonna see your son doing doing unboxing soon? Is that yeah. That- Yo, you know what? I think we established he may be more popular than me because if you go down my Instagram <laughs> timeline, there's a video a couple years back. I think maybe two years ago, maybe three. Bought him a couple pairs of shoes and gave them to him. He opens them. He's like, oh, for me, opens them. I think there's like 14,000 views on that on my Instagram. I'm like, I can't do that with a video as a grown human being. So <laughs> I might just retire and pass the reins on now. You know, maybe he'll support, you know, you know, me and mom for – uh for the rest it's of us, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, get, take care of all of us, man. Just like <laughs> now, you shouldn't tell me that, Mike, because next five interviews, I will do. The kid will be in the Bjorn, and we will be having a two-on-one. <laughs> and best believe that baby will be getting a lot of different demos for its daddy. So that's yep. all we're hoping. They don't look at me. Look at the kids. Look at the kids. Look at the kid. Hey, it's a total look who's talking situation. <laughs> and for <laughs> the three of you, i.e., just Platt, look it up. Look. <laughs> I'm not explaining. Look who's talking. I'm sorry. There's, you shouldn't have to. It's classic. There's there's certain limitations, and Platt's a lovely boy. I'm sure he actually knows what it is. But yeah, look it up, Platt. <laughs> look it up. Oh man. Well, I uh, I don't have my cop in front of me. Uh oh. But based on Mike's YouTube review of the uh, what's the Adidas orange and black shoe? That oh, you, the Ozelia. The, uh, Ozelia. I think I said it right. Yeah. Yeah, I found I found a coupon code and got them for like seventy bucks shipped. So hey. couldn't, couldn't beat that. Um, that's the first first shoe I've got in a while. The shoe that I've been rocking lately uh, is not this shoe, but the other colorway of it, the Undefeated Ooh. Neighborhood ZX eight thousand. So I've been wearing the black pair. Um, I, I just oops, that's a little loud. Sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm just a huge fan of the ZX eight thousand, and I'm pretty sure everybody that listens to this, or at least everyone in the Discord, knows. Uh, Dalton and I are probably, uh, you know, we're, we're probably right there next to each other at the, the, the most, uh, dedicated of neighborhood Japan consumers amongst the sneaker history community. So that's definitely one of my, uh, favorite pickups of this year for sure, but probably even beyond. It's a good brand, man. Can't complain about that. Yeah. One thing that I didn't realize when I ordered these is that. This actually unzips. The whole tongue unzips. Like the whole tongue wait, 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 is wait. a stash pocket. Everything is a stash pocket now, dude. People got a lot of things they want to carry in their yeah. shoes. Is that the influence of Muska? I guess yeah, so. Musca. I mean, something. That's dope, though. That's a better stash pocket you see on like the like the Velcro around the Travis Scott ones. I'm like, what do you put in your ankle collar? Like, at least that's a pocket. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, that's rocking and copping this week. Uh, now I guess uh, we get to get into the uh, the fun stuff and the not so fun stuff. But before we do that, do we have a review, Rowan? Yes, we do. I made one up as we were chatting. So this is from my alter ego, uh, Mohit Ralhotra. Uh, once again, <laughs> this is a fake review. This won't be on anything. But I'm hoping that I teach you guys how to write a review because we desperately need all five-star reviews. Please rate, <laughs> like, subscribe, do all the things that the YouTube videos tell you to do. So here is my review. Great show, better people. Trademark wrote Malhotra. As I find myself getting back into the sneaker uh, game, I can't think of four better guides to help me navigate the ever-changing world of sneakers. Other shoes may get the sneakers early, but sneaker history always has the most grounded and realistic perspective. 
Thank you, Mohit. No, thank you, Rohit. So that's a fake <laughs> review. You guys can write one too. And hell, you might even be a real review if you guys write it. But please support us. The best way to do so is writing us these reviews, hopefully five stars, because then that opens up our little show to the masses and people will see our imagery and be like, hmm, what's this sneaker podcast about? And hopefully they click it, hopefully they like it, and then they get to write their own review. And it's really a vicious cycle, but it's a, cir- a circle of life that we all need to be a part of. So that being said, let's get to the fun and not so fun stuff, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we've ever had a better review. That was so thought out. I mean, it's been, what, yeah. five minutes? That was, that was solid. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do this, gentlemen. My ego's already getting too big. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we, we got to talk about some some terrible things and some terrible things, and hopefully we'll get to some better things. But uh, one thing that I forgot to kind of put on the, the little pre-roll list. Um, and I just wanted to mention it. Uh, it kind of aligns with the, you know, we want to talk about the the shoe palace incident in, you know, LA this last week where one of the employees was shot and killed. And, uh, you know, I want to, I want to just be upfront and say like, this might be a tough conversation for a lot of people to listen to. So, you know, feel free to, skip, skip ahead or, or just shut it down. If, if you don't feel like talking about this right now, um, I know there's a lot of, uh, a lot of folks from shoe palace that listen to the podcast and, you know, I have a lot of friends within that organization as well. So, um, this is definitely a, a tough thing to talk about, but I do think this is important enough to talk about, you know, with, within the community and, and not so publicly where you just get into this back and forth and this kind of like, I don't know. There's a lot of fake, there's a lot of f- like fake conversations that go along with these kind of conversations where people get all bent out of shape and get even more aggressive. And I think that's part of the problem to begin with. Yeah. But before we get into that conversation, one of the things that I, that I saw last week uh, was that Terry Kennedy, who used to be on the, you know, Bamagera mm-hmm. MTV shows was actually arrested for, murder uh he ended up uh yeah he ended up like kind of losing it on one of his good friends and uh you know kid ended up dying so uh you know man just talk to people that's my hope for everybody you know i've been in situations where my temper got out of control and i've been around people that have gotten out of control and you know Man, you just gotta you gotta find you gotta find those ways to let that steam off someplace else and not let it build up because it's just a very dangerous situation. And you know, I bring up Terry Kennedy because, as a, you know, I guess like the 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 old man of the podcast. You know, this is somebody that I you know admired. He was one of the you know skateboarders that I looked up to. I've got a handful of his shoes in in the collection, and um, you know, it's just really unfortunate that somebody that didn't need to lose their life lost their life over basically nothing. Right. And, you know, to, to kind of just put that out there and send condolences to, you know, I forget his name and I'm sorry that I didn't remember that. Jaron Bradford. Jaron Bradford. Yeah. So I think that like, you know, it's just tough to see these types of things coming up around sneaker world and, wanted to kind of bring that together in this conversation because it's not just the releases and the 
you know, shooting down there on Melrose that happened in Los Angeles. Those are, they're both equally important to me. It's just that it's, it's a lot of aggression and a lot of this kind of, in my opinion, I don't know if it's, it's not flamboyant is not the, the word, but like boisterous and like braggadocious and all this stuff that comes from both being that way and consuming the content that that's, that's that way and being around people that are that way. And I'm not saying that I'm any better than, than anyone else. I just think that we hope to provide a space that we can have these conversations on a level playing field with everybody, both here in the comment sections, in the discord. I hope that people know that there are places where you can go talk to people about this kind of stuff that you're not going to be ridiculed people that, you know, that aren't, that don't care if you bought a pair of shoes this week or if you want a raffle or not, they just care about you. Mm. And cause that's the, that's the root of this all in my opinion. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of step back and let you guys kind of take it from here for a little bit. Yeah, man. It's, it's one of those things is, I feel like just there's no fix all for because there's always going to be like the in lack of better terms the haves and the have nots. That's just kind of how it always has been. That's how it's always going to be. But I feel like as sneaker culture slash sneaker media, I think we have to be better about what we are, I guess, perpetuating every day because although us as a collective we. We know that, and and a lot of our you know people we know and our Discord family, we are able to say, "Hey, I didn't get this release. I have a five minute little kid temper tantrum, which I can. Hey, very well, I've done that. But we move on and say, "All right, it was just a shoe. I'm just ticked off that you know Nike didn't want to take my money today or whatever it may be." But sometimes there are people who put too much stake into it, and when you have certain outlets putting things together like there was with the Travis Scott release the, the low it was a very coveted shoe a lot of people wanted it and her release was just nonsense there's a picture of a guy in a car with like 30 million pairs just holding them all up basically bragging about it and okay yeah yes he bought them yes he spent his I guess hard-earned money on them so in a sense we can't be too mad at him for buying him, I can understand it sucks because he got all these pairs. But if you know that people are so, I don't want to say dedicated. Because dedicated is not the word. It is. It has to be kind of almost gets hyper in tune and kind of hyper frustrated about the way things are released and the amount, the quantity. They just feel like they're being looked over and they can't be. And you know, sneakers for some people, that's their that's their way of being fresh. That's their way, that's their escape from whatever it is their day to day life is. And when they feel like they can't get it, and that's they feel like that's all they have, they will go to these levels of just way, way too up here. You need to, they need to bring it here, but they're up here of frustration and anger, and that's where we got this terrible incident. Because if I'm not mistaken, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, this wasn't even for actual product, which, which would, would not make this better whatsoever. But this was for, a, I think, a raffle spot. Some, I feel like someone, you know, I guess they didn't feel like they were getting the raffle deal they wanted, whatever it was. I don't know the full breakdown of the why, 
But when a person tried to peacefully just break up the, the incident, he lost his life because you made a sneaker, leather, rubber, synthetic materials more important than someone's life. Like someone's child, someone's brother, someone's father didn't make it home that day because you thought this piece of inanimate object that you're going to wear, try to sell, you, you're going to get the same, you're going to have the same thing happen next week because, oh, this one's not important anymore. I want this one now. So it meant nothing to you in the long run, but you decided to take a life for something you probably weren't even going to get because if it was for a raffle spot, you don't even know if you're going to get it. And again, if you were going to get it, it doesn't make it any better, but you, you kill someone on a chance of something, on a gamble. You've ruined your whole future. You've ruined not only your own future, you've ruined millions of other people's future. Mm-hmm. Because now we are the ones that kind of have to shy away from the fact that we tell people, oh yeah, we're sneakerheads. Because there's a ramification that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know Jaren Bradford. I would like to think that he and I would be friends. If not, I at least acquaintances in the sense that I might one day stumble into his store and ask him a question that I may think is the dumbest question in the world. And he may also think that. But from everything I've read, he was a man of the people. And to Mike's point, coming in to help his fellow associate out, trying to make sure that his potential customers are doing okay, is a sign of a good business person and more importantly, a member of the community. And I get that the sneakerhead culture is one that is built on the foundations of being braggadocious and being loud. And it is that have and have not that Mike had alluded to. But at the same time, do better because of the fact that we can only lift ourselves up in a community. And every time we see ugliness of, yes, there was a riot because the sneakers didn't release or something was backdoored. I get that. We all have frustrations. Frustrations, unfortunately, are probably the backbone of adult of an adult's life. We all have to learn to deal with it in some way, shape, or form, whether it's professional, personal, or in that rare instance, a consumer behavior. That being said, this is absurd. Like, it's a raffle ticket. You are going to get many other opportunities at sneakers. But the to even contemplate such a vile, disgusting action, and I know I'm kind of turning into Joe Buck, and believe me, as much as you may hate and may want me to shut my mouth, I want to hate myself and shut my mouth, but this needs to be said. Stop. Do better. Do not go to these things with guns. Do not go into these raffles with expectations that it is my birthright to get every single shoe that I enter a raffle in. Just because you have the money doesn't mean you get the opportunity to spend it. And I've witnessed too many of these incidents and I've witnessed too many heartbreaks of not only myself, but people within our community, cousins of mine that want to get into this, but they realize, hey, it's not worth it because it's a weekend misery activity. Every weekend, something bad is going to happen and I'm not going to get it. And that's when I tell them, if you continue to stick with it, this makes you more of a true sneakerhead than anybody that can backdoor or get bots to buy 15 pairs of the same sneaker and then they can flip them and because yeah because cool this is the whole thing about being sneakers is being one ahead of everybody else and like i mentioned earlier in the fake review people are going to get shoes early we can't celebrate them in a sense for that because that's what leads to this type of behavior and if i'm speaking in broad generalities i'd love to have a discussion with anybody that wants me to expand on any of these points or more importantly they want to call me out on my shit because yeah there may be a little bit of anger and there may be a little bit of resentment in my voice but 
I hold my culture and I hold my community to a much higher standard than this bullshit of some 16 year old thinking he's hot shit because he carried a gun to a raffle and fired it off because he thought he was Billy Badass. You're not. You're a coward. And I hope you get all those miserable things happening to you in jail. But at the same time, I do hope that you find some sort of redemption and somebody takes you in and shows you the air of the ways. But right now, there is anger, there's frustration, and yeah, today's not a day. Today is the day where I would proverbially, sorry, I'm so frustrated I messed that word, word up. I would proverbially throw my sneakers up against the nearest power line because it means nothing to me because somebody couldn't go home. They couldn't provide for their family. They couldn't make the ones, their loved ones and their family smile one last time. So, Yeah, well said. I think it's... Uh... You know, it's it's just not that important. You know, it, it's sneakers. It's frivolous. It, it, You know, we can all connect and we just need to realize that people behind it are, are the reason why we care about these things. Right. It, mm-hmm. it, it has very little to do with the actual physical product. Um, that being said, I think that, you know, I want to try to present some thoughts around how we could avoid this stuff. You know, there's obvious things um, that, you know that everybody's kind of going to throw out there. And, and, you know, first and foremost, like to Rowett's point, you don't need a gun to go get sneakers. Like, you know, that's just not, it's not cool. There's no need for it. Um, I, I had this conversation with a friend and it's, it's, um, it's tough to, to watch this happen. And as a, as a, you know, consumer as a part of this community, as a part of the, the footwear industry. And I think that like, you know, the easiest solution for this type of stuff, unfortunately, is just like make more of the product. I get that that will hurt some things and eventually Nike won't sell out of this product or Shoe Palace won't sell out of this product. And Maybe for a while you don't have to have sneaker raffles or whatever that is, right? Maybe for a while the hype needs to die down because to me, this is just a repeating of what happens every 10 or 15 years. And we saw it, you know, with Jordans in the nineties, we saw it with retro Jordans in, you know, the early two thousands. Like I just, it's tough because you can't point the finger at anybody, but the kid that pulled the trigger, right? Like he's the one that went too far. He's the one that ultimately has to pay the price for it. You know, in terms of punishment, obviously the families and the friends. And I mean, I've been in that. I lived literally like half mile from that shoe palace. I've been in that shoe palace a hundred times and you know, it just, it sucks. And there's no there's no way to i don't know there's no way for for shoe palace as a company or you know jd sports their parent company or even nike or jordan brand or you know travis scott or whomever it is that's connected to these releases to really this isn't the right thing, but like be held accountable for the shit that happens Mm -hmm. because it's not shoe palace's fault at all. Mm -hmm. It's not Nike's fault. It's not Jordan's fault. 
It's not Travis Scott's fault, but they're the only ones that can change the entire picture of what sneaker releases look like by, you know, making a bunch more shoes. That might not be the right solution. That might not be the most profitable solution for all of the parties involved. But when we hit these points of, you know, anger, frustration, to me, that's the, that's the right step. Um, and again, like I know that it's not their fault that this happened, but bigger picture, I think they're the only ones that can really step up and, and make an impact without really doing much different than what they already do. And it's a, it's a, it's an interesting conversation because, you know, shoe palace, you know, obviously they're going to do what they need to do to support their team members and, you know, mourn and figure out a way to kind of, you know, give the family time and, you know, support the family and all those things. But at the same time, you know, whether that's a month from now or six months from now, or, you know, whenever they choose to reopen and do this again, you're going to have sneaker raffles. You're going to have people in line that don't win. You're going to have people that don't get the shoe that they want. And ultimately you can't change that unless you make more shoes in my opinion. And I, I I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm just defaulting to that because I know I've said that many times with like the situation that's going on with, with resale and all this stuff. But like, I, I I can't think of another solution that that anybody else that's involved in this has to potentially make this better. Right. Even if you switch everything and make everything an online release, people get frustrated with the bots. Even if you, do everything to, you know, kill off all the bots and, you know, make it a, a fair shot for everybody that's manually trying to purchase a pair of shoes. People are not going to get their shoes. You know, eventually people are going to be frustrated by that enough to do something stupid. And yeah. who knows how many, how many times this kid was frustrated, you know, and, and got to this point of, you know, I don't know. But then also I think of it like there's a much bigger picture going on too. the world is in kind of chaos trying to figure out what life is with the pandemic that will apparently be here forever. And, you know, yeah. who knows what that's going to look like. So there's a lot more, there's layers to the frustration that have nothing to do with sneakers that are also out there right now. And I think that's where my position in saying like Nike, Jordan, Adidas, whoever's, whoever's really truly selling out of shoes, just produce more shoes right now. It's not going to hurt you in the long run. It could be a year. It could be two. Hell, maybe it brings more people into the the passion for sneakers because there's more available and they actually reach a wider audience. You know, we, we've got we've fallen into this situation where we think that everything has to sell out for it to be successful. Yeah. And I can tell you, I have hundreds of pairs of shoes that will never sell out and have never sold out. And they're incredible shoes and they get the same responses from people when I go out and wear them in public, like people, people will genuinely ask because they don't know, or, or they're curious about something because it's something they haven't seen before. Yeah. And that shoe could cost me 40 or 50 bucks at a discount store or at a clearance, whatever. And it's like, it's not really that much different, you know, like everybody knows 
the shoes that are selling out and the, the resale value. And I understand that like, there's a lot of people in the, in the world right now that need that money. And I'm not saying to not try to go get it. I'm just saying that like, you know, what are you going to make on a pair of Travis Scott's a thousand, $2,000 maybe. Is that worth carrying a gun and potentially doing something stupid and ruining your life? I don't think so. Yeah. And I hate to stay on a make more thing, but being someone who's been on the other side of it, uh, I know if, if Robbie was here with us today, he would be able to kind of chime in as well. But you guys can see that oh, three boxes up, the Concord box up there. That was from 2011 when I worked at Champs. Um, seeing that from an employee view, and this was before it was really big on, you know, raffles beforehand or, you know, uh, online thing. This was, hey, first come, first serve. We'll give you a ticket in line. I remember getting to my store at 5 a.m., uh, opening up, and just it looked like the Lion King, the the stampede scene of people running through the mall I worked at in Waco. Um, so much so that the cops shut the mall down until noon because it was just out of hand. I had someone, like, he got his ticket for his one pair. He was trying to ask me for another pair on the side because I was just kind of running back and forth, kind of being a gopher. We all just kind of had a job. I was, hey, let me get the shoes so we can just cash them out and go. He was, like, getting frustrated with me because I wouldn't get him another pair. Knowing he had one, I'm like, no. I'm just, like, and I'm just trying to keep going and try to ignore, but the dude's, like, still, like, the, the frustration is just crazy because they think they need to have this to validate something. Now, even so much so, as employees, you know, we like our shoes, too. We were bought our pair. Our manager was so cognizant of the like the atmosphere around us. He's like, "You guys buy them. Do not take them out of the store for 24 hours. Like keep them in office. Your name drawing them. We're not going to do it. But we don't want anybody just waiting in the back because they know you guys. They you guys work here. You got a pair. It's insane that not only like there's just no one. I thought we would move past this a lot because I feel like I didn't see as much of that happening. But it seems like we kind of ramped up again, and Nick, you said it best. I think there's other frustrations out there besides just the shoe itself because it seemed like when things opened up, um, when, whenever it may have been, and everything was kind of uh, sporadic, it seems like recently we've kind of been reverting back to that, oh, i got to have this because I feel like so many people maybe feel like they have things taken away that they just want to have kind of that validation of having that sneaker. And again, I don't – I. We can always say produce more, which we can always hope for. Not not saying it for a selfish reason, but maybe to just calm the world down in the sense of sneakers or calm the sneaker world down because there's other problems out there that are way more important than this when it comes I mean, shoe production. But just that simple act could just eliminate this kind of conversation because just all you're doing is going to take somebody's money. It is hard out there because I can say with pride that our show does not we don't boast about, I got this. In fact, we do our best to help everyone around us out. You guys, if you're a member of our Discord or if you know anyone in our Discord, you can know that. But it's hard when there are just all these different platforms out there. And you turn on Instagram, if, you, if you're a sneakerhead and you just follow shoes, how many times has someone basically told you you're not enough because you don't have this shoe? And when that gets into your psyche – you are in there. You're just like, I, I have to believe this. I have to get this no matter what. I have to be relevant for X, Y, Z amount of minutes. And people just take it too far. So there's a lot of things that can be done. But really, it starts with us as people in the sneaker communities. Like, hey, I have to move on past. I have to have a short memory. Just like when people say playing basketball, playing any sport. Have a short memory. 
don't let this boil up so much to where you're about to just, you know, do this, take someone's life over nothing. You have those short memory. No, this is just man-made materials. They're going to come back. In the famous words of Robbie, it's going to retro. Just sit down and wait for it. So there's no reason this would ever happen. I mean, I, I understand that people have frustrations. Again, there's things going on that we don't know about. You got to talk to somebody. If you feel like someone's about to, like his boys ever with him, someone should have told him, yo, you cannot do this. You should not have this here. But a lot of times people are scared to have the conversation. Or and, and another great saying, misery loves company. So everyone's miserable together. They're like, do what you got to do to get it. We can't live like that. It is just a sneaker. We have to move past it. Yep. I mean, more and more as we go through life, Ted Lasso continues to be the greatest show ever because to Mike's point, you have to be a goldfish. And the other component about being goldfish is be happy. And I can't really pontificate on this topic anymore without it kind of serving as some sort of reverberation of what Mike said or what Nick said. But I will say this. um, The thing that worries me more than anything is the fact that I can see people see this situation and want to escalate it because we do live in that era where the internet is the greatest amplifier of our skills. And I put that term very loosely. So if you feel inspired by this, you're a coward. Don't do it. Just stay away from it because this should be an aberration. This will not be the norm because it hurts all of us. And I, for one, will refuse if we have to do this type of uh, subject another six weeks from now. So please think responsibly, act responsibly, surround yourself with good people. I already chatted with Nick. We're going to include some links to some self-help and some mental health stuff for everybody. But more importantly, there is a GoFundMe for Jaren Bradford. So we're also going to link that to the end of this episode. So please donate if you can, because this is a sad story and we can do our part to make it a little bit better as absurd as that sentence may be. Agreed. Um, I guess uh, to, to kind of move away from that story um, and get into a equally as weird story, I guess um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Rick Owens converse stuff that happened uh Well, I shouldn't even say that. Nothing really happened. Uh, Rick Owens posted a picture of two people in his converse in like this weird, these weird masks and uh, I guess a star shaped pose, I guess is the best way to put it. I never would have caught that, by the way. uh, I don't even know who Rick Owens is. And I sat through the (laughs) pregame meeting. (laughs) You're not missing out. Um, so it's basically a converse collaboration, but the the, the imagery that he used, uh, you know, had uh, has gotten like quite a rise from a lot of people. But um, he's basically being uh, not just him, converse as well. Uh, one of the quotes from the article that we'll link in the description on GQ is converse is openly worshiping Satan. Uh so 
if you see the hashtag burning my converse, that's probably why. I don't know. Maybe there's other reasons. Why don't we burn everything, by the way? Converse? Why don't we just – why is that the answer to everything, by the way? Just burn it. Yeah. Here's the thing. As a inhabitant of the Pacific Northwest, not only do I agree with this, I double down. Don't burn anymore. We're already surfing, <laughs> yeah. surfing through a lot of burning. And yeah, you know what? Freeze something. Put it in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> don't Donate those converse to your local Satan worshiper. Yeah. Uh, if you're in Sacramento, I don't worship Satan, but if it's a size 13, you could probably bring them my way. I actually like the Rick Owens shoes. Uh, I guess that didn't really help any piece of the conversation, but <laughs> I figured I'd put it out there anyway. Um, no, I just I, I, I just don't understand why people get so up in arms. I mean, this is the reason why I wanted to bring this up kind of in, you know, contrast or in similarities with the last story, right? It's just like, it's, you just got to let it go. Like it is not that important. It's not that deep. Most people have no idea why you're pissed off. Most people didn't intend to piss you off. Most people, literally every person doesn't care what you think or doesn't care about your feelings. Like if it's not your circle of friends, then nobody on the internet is going out there to like try to say something to you specifically. There's billions of people on the internet and there's all these situations that keep popping up. And, you know, I, I understand that like, there's always been like a, you know, the dark side of the internet and like kind of the, the vibe of certain fashion brands and fashion people that seems a little, eerie and, and dark and, you know, maybe a little too, a little too much for a lot of people, but like, that's the, the beauty of fashion being creative. That's the beauty of just like being artistic and like doing whatever, whatever you want. And 99.99999% of the time, it's never intended to be some crazy thing that you see on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I think everything gets blown out of proportion because it's the internet. That's what the internet internet does for some reason. So I don't know, but uh, I, I did want to say that the, uh, the two ambassadors for Rick Owens uh, are known as fecal matter. So that's a, hmm. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't is even know. is it an artist collective? Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. It's a collective yeah, of something, right? <laughs> well, I will. I said this before, and I'll say it again. If it's something you don't agree with, you don't have to look at it. Just keep moving. That's how I live my life. If it's not, if it's something I don't agree with, I don't have time to sit there writing you a Twitter essay about why you shouldn't agree with it either. I'm like, hmm, Rick Owens, you're a weird looking dude. I'm gonna keep pushing my way this way. Like that's it. That's that's how I. I know who Rick Owens is. I've seen his fashion. Hey, more power to you for creating something I couldn't do. But it ain't for me, player, so I'm going to keep moving this way. And that's why people – people just feel like they have to be heard. It's like – I think when I say this, people are going to freak out, but I'm not – I don't mean to say it in like a, a messed up way. But people take freedom of speech too far. Yes, you are free to say what you want, but we don't have to listen to you. Like I, I don't – again, if it offends you, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your circle of friends, tell your wife, tell your kids, whatever. Leave it there. Like – you know, you're out here upset. Nick out here in Sacramento don't need to know why you're upset. He don't care. Me, Just I'm in Texas. I don't 13s. care. 
Just give them a size 13. Get, look, you don't, don't burn them. Now you're wasting things. Now I'm mad at you because you're wasting stuff. They could be somebody wearing those shoes. So now, look, you you outraged me. So it just, it's just, it's again, we use the same term, vicious cycle. You're mad at something else because you don't agree with it and someone doesn't agree with you, so they're mad at you. Just back away from your phone for 10 minutes. Go do something else. Use that anger and that unnecessary just, you know, energy. Do something productive with it because, Lord, I don't want to read it. I didn't even know about the story, probably for good reason, because I just would have done the same thing and just went, click, next. Well, so as I'm sitting here kind of brushing up on it, I needed to I, – I guess I just need to be more in touch with my satanic symbolism because they together they the two uh, artists formed a human pentagram, okay. a figure associated with Satanist religions. Okay. So that's where I, I call it a star. Uh, I don't know. You're in trouble it's two now, people. Nick. Good it job. It's not an actual – it's not an actual pentagram and it's not – an actual star because one of the people is standing and one of them's crouched down. So that's why I didn't see it. It's more like a pyramid. Uh, so Eiffel Tower, it's like somebody at the base and at the top, <laughs> and it's upside down. Yeah. So France is mad now. Great, we're done. Uh, they're they're a bunch of cheese eating surrender monkeys, as Grandpa Simpson once said. <laughs> Grandpa Simpson said it. Rowett did not. Rowett loves the French. Got us cool things like. Freedom, democracy, crepes, which are those tiny little pancakes. Yeah, watched Talladega Nights recently, so that's sucking my brain. Uh, I will use this opportunity to let people know that the sneaker history has been inspired by this, and we're starting our own performance collective called the Doo Doo Crew, the DDC. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to sponsor us, great. Um, we we specialize in geometric spa- uh, shapes meant for five years old and below. We're trying to get that preschool demographic. Uh, joking aside, I've had some friends that have aligned themselves with the dark side of things. And I respect that like I do any religion because that's kind of what makes this great. The, not to get too patriotic, like that's what America's about is that freedom of speech that Mike said, but it's a freedom of speech that should be limited because if you can say your piece, but then you don't allow others to say theirs, I feel your freedom of speech shouldn't count. So jokes have been had at the expense of fecal matter, which is an actual sentence I said in 2021, and Rick Owens. But at the same time, if they're doing something creative and they are not hurting each other or anybody else with that, just respect it and move on. So, yeah, but please, do-do crew for all under five birthday parties. We we specialize in – you guys should see our rhombus. I don't want to get too out there, but our rhombus is pretty sweet. It's not as good as our parallelogram, but, you know, that's a topic for another day. DDC for life. DDC for life. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so the last thing I was going to say about this whole article is, like, it, it's, it's very much like a bunch of people, like, trying to cancel Converse, right? And, you know, it, it's a very religious-based cancellation let's say the aren't these people are. the same people that canceled Nike for the blood and Satan shoes like six months ago. And wouldn't they have stopped wearing Converse six months ago? But Nick, you, is- you assume that these people have an intimate knowledge of the Nike product matrix and they have any sort of long-term planning and vision. It's really, I'm just going to go to what makes me mad next. And then, oh, look at this. This makes me even madder. You can cancel anything if you want. I mean, it is a sign of the times that we live in. But at the same time, 
every time you call for the cancellation of something, you're diluting the importance of the cancellation because they should be treated like hugs. They're not for everybody, especially <laughs> in this climate. Like you got to be socially distanced with your protests. Can I just say? I mean, uh, I don't. I don't. I just I don't figured claim if, those Christians. I'm like, I'm over here doing my thing. Don't, I don't. I don't claim the crazy ones burning stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just figured if they if they have the knowledge of what a pentagram stands for in this day and age, or two people posing to make a pentagram, then they might know that Converse is owned by Nike. But well, now they do. Great, yeah. Nick. Look, you you started that fire again. <laughs> No pun intended. There we go. God, no, I, I'm done. I was going to say, Billy Joel over there. We didn't start the fire. No, we just gave the matches. And a gasoline. Yeah. And, and a paper. Oh, just man. Well, I, I think that I think that's uh, that's uh, far enough for tonight. But I, I do want to circle back to Ted Lasso. It's very rare that I co-sign any shows because I just don't get into shows that often but i think we're gonna have to do a ted lasso episode yes maybe two maybe three it might have to become a patreon series for us okay because uh, all right i'm ready that show is one of the best pieces of entertainment i've ever seen in my entire life the writing is incredible the positivity of the show is incredible and you will walk away feeling better and laughing about things for hours after watching it. And I think that, you know, to the, to the points of, of these two stories, right. Try to be that, you know, watch Ted Lasso and go out and be Ted Lasso as opposed to being all of the like craziness and yep. negativity and people shooting each other that exists in the world. And that's the last of my rant. I'll throw it to you guys to close it out. Uh, you can't top Ted Lasso. Like it's a fantastic show. Go watch it. We were gonna same way we did one division. We're doing freaking Ted Lasso. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you've got three fourths of the Diamond Dogs uh, right now. We're definitely missing. Uh, I guess is Robbie Coach Beard, like the <laughs> the strong silent type that will just display these nuggets of wisdom that we're like, oh man, Coach Beard, you're the best. But so quick tangent, right? Season two started three weeks ago, and I told everybody that would listen, including our podcasting audience, that I'm not starting it until the whole season's done because the potential is so good. And I don't know if it's one of those things that I can wait week after week after week because I am a product of my environment and we're in the binging environment. That being said, I went to my laptop and my phone on Friday morning. And the first, I'd say two hours of my day, my entire timeline, regardless what the social media medium was, who the hell does Ted Lasso think he is that we're getting a GD Christmas show in August? I what the that. hell is this? Why are we doing this? It's two hours from that. So four hours later, that was the single greatest half hour of television I've ever seen. I want to go home and call my dad and kiss my mom and just give her the biggest hug. I haven't watched like, it yet. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I And I told my wife and she, knock on wood, she's a great one. She's like, fine, we can try to do this. But after seeing countless reviews of how great this Christmas episode in August is and how life-changing it is and how it's going to instill a faith in humanity that's unlike anything we've ever done before as a collective species. Fine. We will watch season two. That episode is going to be great. And I'm going to do a little bit of a humble brag. So 
somebody paid me the ultimate compliment the other day where they said, you're like Coach Beard, bro. And I said, you know what? Thank you. If I could, I would hug you, but I don't know where you live and I don't want to ask because that may violate some things. So thank you, Jason, for giving me that hug or sorry, giving me that compliment that made me want to hug you. And thank you listeners for listening. It's been a episode to say the least, but we kind of got through it because you guys have a love of us and we have a love of you. So, so true. All right. Let them know where they can find you guys. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. Follow me here, of course, Sneaker History, SneakerHistory.com, and YouTube at Mike Guillory. Roy, where you at, buddy? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Roheezy, on Instagram at RoadM13, at Ted Lasso. I'm Nate the Great. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, my name is Nick Engvall. You can find me at Nick Engvall on all the platforms. Uh, more importantly, Find us at Sneaker History on all the platforms. And even more important than that, check out the links in the description so you can support um, some of the, let's say, Jaren, what's his last name? Jaren Bradford. And so we can support Jaren Bradford. If we're saying that wrong, please let us know because we want to honor our uh, fallen, in a sense. And if we're butchering his name, that's not intentional. So let us know. Definitely not. Uh, but thank you all for listening and rocking with us. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. See you. Be a goldfish. Hey everyone, this is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. We just launched our new merch, including tees, stickers, keychains, and a bunch of other pieces you can grab to show your support for the podcast. You can purchase it now through our companion site, sittingtreasure.com. You can also get access to more episodes of the podcast by joining our Discord community at patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Plus, we've got a bunch of other fun things going on in the community, including trivia nights, giveaways, access to sneaker raffles from around the world, release announcements, and my favorite, just good people helping good people get the sneakers they want. Plus, we're not bought by advertisers, investors, or other big money. I'm confident in saying this is the best sneaker community I've ever been a part of. We've also teamed up with a few partners to offer our supporters discounts. You can find some in the links for this episode and even more in our Discord. Give us a try, and if you don't enjoy it, you can always cancel the membership at any time. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of someone showing appreciation. Thank you all for the support, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.